As of today, the reserve currency is the United States dollars, the USD, but note that it does not control 100% of the total transactions that are created in our world, but only 51%. So what are the other percentages? So the, the list is like this. Number one is the USD. Number two is the Euro. Number three is gold. Number four is the Japanese yen. Number five is the British pound. And number fifth, number sixth is the Chinese yen. The USD takes 51% of the global transactions and the global reserve currency. The euro is 20%. The gold is 12%. Japanese yen is 6%. A British pound is 5%. And Chinese yen is 2%. Now, let's note that the previous reserve currency was the British pound, and now it only accounts for, accounts for 5% of the global transactions. And the question is, does it mean that the same thing can happen to the USD? And the answer is maybe, but the answer is also maybe yes, because uh, there is a The reserve currency usage, just like languages usage, lags the fundamental reason for using it by many years, because the usage of currency is not easy to change. So there has already been some kind of a shift into China, into an economy that is less dominated by the US, into other economies. Of course, this is not a sure thing, but it uh, started actually happening and the Chinese economy might be the top economy in a few, in a couple of years. But their reserve currency, the Chinese yen, accounts only for 2% of the total uh, uh, currency transactions. The China will probably, most probably, in a couple of years, increasingly start competing with the US currency and credit markets. Also, Why, why wouldn't Japan take the second place? Well, Japan wouldn't take the second place because it also has the same problems that the US has with large death and inflation and the depreciation of the currency. We already had empires in the past. We had the Dutch Empire, the British Empire, and now the American empires. The fact that in a span of a lifetime, you do not usually see the transition from one empire into another one does not mean that it's not happening. It happened a couple of times in the recent hundred of years. It seems likely that the American policymakers will be forced to choose between trying to disrupt the evolutionary path by becoming more aggressive with their words or accepting that the evolution will likely lead to China becoming relatively stronger, more self-sufficient, and less vulnerable to being squeezed by U.S. at the expense of the U.S. leadership in this area, especially over the next 5 to 10 years. When countries have big internal disorder, it is an opportunity moment for the opposing countries to aggressively exploit their vulnerabilities. When there are leadership transitions and or weak leadership, at the same time that there is a, a big internal conflict, the risk of the enemy making an offensive move should be considered elevated.
we may think that the Chinese uh, will give up their values and their system of the top-down hierarchy for the Americans, but it would not necessarily happen. There is no more chance of the Chinese giving up their values in front of the American giving up the values. Both have their values. The cycle of internal order and disorder, the graph of it looks like this. You start with a new world order. Then you come to a prosperity period, just like we had in the 50s and in the 60s in the United States. Then you come into a debt bubble, which we have had recently. Then we come to a big wealth gap. Then there is the then then we start the slope down with a debt bust with printing money and credit. Then comes the next stage of revolutions and world, and then debt and political restructuring, and then we have a new world order, usually with a new empire and with a new reserve currency.